Well, many of you may recall that um, we had a period of time uh, around World Series time where we were really serious about speaking about Jews and sports. Uh, it started with Steve Adelsberg, who'll join us in a minute, uh, when he was telling us some amazing Nick stories, uh, some incredible um, uh, 72 Olympic stories, with, remember, with Reggie Jackson, Ken Holtzman, etc. Uh, told us some great uh, baseball, basketball um, uh, tales that were related to our community. And then it drifted into this uh, amazing event that both he and uh, Ralph Rosenbaum sponsored when Ron Bloomberg was with us. We did a big Zoom event, had a great crowd, and a wonderful conversation with the designated Hebrew. And all of this led Dr. Joel Rosenshein to contact me to let me know that he had an amazing baseball story for those who um, who remember some of the greats in the world of the MLB. So I have two guests with us live via telephone. One, of course, is Steve Adelsberg, who is officially our our sports consultant. If he wasn't, we just made him our sports consultant now. Steve, good morning and welcome back to JM and the AM. Good morning, Nachum, and thank you for the title. Let yeah, me tell you something. It goes on the resume, we're, top of the resume. We're, di- we're dishing out titles the way Kyrie Irving dishes out those assists, I'm telling you. Well, Assist this man could hit this man hits bank shots and he's and he's one guy when he hits that bank shot he doesn't have to call bank I'm yeah. telling you right now it's yeah. ain't that good you know what's funny about his bank shot is that for all of us who practice that over and over and over and only you know could hit it even from short distance maybe fifty percent of the time it's amazing how he's perfected it just incredible um, so yes that's our shout out to Kyrie Irving who comes in the same neighborhood that I grew up in uh, and our second guest today is a legend in the Jewish community for a variety of reasons. And we know him a very, very long time. And he, some of you may find this hard to believe. He claims to have an amazing baseball tale that we promised to tell with Steve Adelsberg on the phone. And that's our wonderful friend, Dr. Joel Yosef Shimon Rosenshine, who's with us live via telephone. Dr. Rosenshine, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Reb to be on your radio show with City I used to go, but I don't know. East side, they don't let me in there. <laughs> yeah, we don't let anybody in right now. <laughs> but but maybe one day you will visit us here, please, God. And it's wonderful, please, God. wonderful to have you on the air. You, of course, have spoken to us over the years about so many important causes. But when we found out that you have a story to tell that's of significance uh, when it comes to our discussions on the air about old-time baseball and stories that are meaningful to our community, we said, you know what? we got to get Dr. Rosenstein on. Uh, to tell the story. So Steve Adelsberg's listening. I'm listening. Thousands of people are listening. Dr. Rosenstein, tell us, tell us, what is this story all about? So in 1937 or 48, I can't remember which year, I was in Yeshiva, but Friday, for some reason, we had off. I can't remember why. And there were two older guys. I wasn't even by mitzvah yet. Maybe I was just by mitzvah. And we found out that if you check the schedule, of all the teams who were then only on trains, not on planes, they would come into Penn Station if we knew where they were the day before. So we would check the schedule from Detroit or from Chicago, and we would go to Penn Station, the teams. And we knew that they were going in a tunnel from Penn Station. Did we lose you, Dr. Rosenstein? Where are you? The story's already amazing. (laughs) The story's already amazing. What happened to him? I can't believe this. Steve, we may need to turn to you to tell the rest of the story, even if you don't know it. You may just have to make it up. You may may have to make it up as you go along. (laughs) 
Exactly. I mean, you know, once you heard him say that they're checking schedules to head to Penn Station to meet the players, you you already you already knew this was a great story, right? You got it. You got it, Doctor Rosen. Doctor Rosenshine. Doctor Rosenshine. We lost you somewhere in Penn Station, and we are gripped. We are gripped by this tale. Please continue. So we would follow them from Penn Station to the New Yorker Hotel, and we would get their signatures. So I met. All the greats, Joe DiMaggio, Tommy Hedrick, Bill Keller, uh, Bill Dickey, and I think Phil Vizzuto, too, and even Bob Feller. I was with Bob Feller in the elevator in the New Yorker Hotel. He had one inside my book. Oh, my gosh. And there was a little lady there, Salvation Army uniform, and she says to Mr. Feller, what would this American boy think of us if you don't sign his book? She embarrassed Mr. Feller, and he signed the (gasps) book. So you had an yeah. you had an autograph book with you, and everyone you just mentioned signed it. That's correct. Oh Plus others, and I would get their pictures and put it in the book. Oh my god! Now when I got married, I had some very from cousins through my wife, Ralph Kalman Winter, Oliver Shalom, Arav, and at the end in Washington D.C. And he borrowed my book, but he didn't realize that his mother had a habit of sometimes buying new furniture. And the book went out with one of those pieces of furniture. And that's why I oh talked to Dachem Siegel. Otherwise, I'd be a multimillionaire today selling that book with all those signatures. I, 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 I am devastated by the end of this story. I am devastated. Well, that's that's <laughs> what happened with the book. So, I, so I'm not a multimillionaire, but you know, we have to remind us that's better than everything. But it was a great story, and I, I'll never forget the looks on these people when we would follow them. How did you know we were coming in? We just checked the schedule. It was so silky. There were these two older guys in my year, the Ellenberg brothers, and they were the ones who took me there. And it was so exciting to meet these men. You know, for a kid like me at 12, 13 years, and I was a Yankee. I lived in the Bronx. I was a big Yankee fan all the years. I mean, you met the Maggio. That's yeah, I showed the Maggio in person as a kid. That, by the way, for your generation, that that was probably the iconic figure in this country. If you were asked, then name the one person you want to meet. That would have been the answer. That's correct. That's correct. He Joe to, DiMaggio. He Joe never, DiMaggio was one person. Never, like one second. So one second. One second. Doctor Rosenstein, go ahead. What would you say? Say it again. He didn't have to catch the ball. He loaded up right. between left and right. Exactly. Right. Never watch it. He was a floater. He was so beautiful he, to watch. He never ever remember. Had to run. He was just like floating in that outfield. I remember it like today. I could see him floating across the whole center field. If you remember, Nachum and Jack, the doctor, 1947, when they playing the Dodgers in the World Series. Yep, I remember this. hits a ball to yep. left field where yep. Al Giafrandro makes yep. a great catch. Correct. And... And and like it's, it's a picture of Joe DiMaggio rounding second. He makes the catch and he kicks the and he kicks the stand up in the air. Yep. He all said it's the only time they saw DiMaggio show emotion. Correct. So, I remember that. I remember that. That's great. I remember that film. Oh my gosh. Uh, by the way, uh, Steve Adelsberg has people in his firm right now looking up what a book with both DiMaggio and Bob Feller's signature would be worth. Uh, Steve, Steve, have they gotten back to you yet? I'd like to torture Dr. Rosenstein more after well, that book. Well, I got to that book one thing mis- that I have. I have something comparable to that from my good friend, Sully Bemack. Sully Mac is about the same age as you are, doctor. I'm a little younger, a little younger. And he grows up in Brooklyn in the 50s. What they used to do, this is amazing, because this is a story that 
gives you a, a little bit of how the players were and how open it was, as the doctor just said. You, just, you saw him coming off the train. Right. Sully Bemack would go down to Ebbets Field. He would see the guard where they had the players' cars parked. Back then, they all drive convertibles. What he would do, Sully Bemack would do, he would drop, the guard would let him into the parking lot. He would drop postcards, self-addressed postcards, <laughs> into the car. He would then, t- the guy would, the, 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 the uh, players would come out, he would tell which cards, and the players would take the time, sign the postcards, and mail it back. He, has, he, he was good. He had the good fortune of never lending me the book, so he still has it. Unbelievable. He has, he has Jackie. He has all the Dodgers, Jackie Robinson, Pee Wee Reese, Carl Perillo, Don Newcomb, Roy Campanella, all send back the postcards signed on it. Unbelievable. Steve Adelsberg, Dr. Joel Rosenstein with us. By the way, whoever's speaking in the background in one of your locations, please ask them not to. I, I'm gripped by these tales, and I and, and, and we, we, need to, we need to be able to speak uninterrupted. Dr. Rosenstein, am I wrong? I had, I had surmised, I, I thought, maybe I dreamt this, I thought you mentioned to me something about Babe Ruth. Was there any encounter? Oh. Was there any encounter? Oh, no. No, no. no. Nope. Never, met the, never met the babe. But I want to make it very clear, Abnachem, this is a Torah okay. saddle, Torah station. You're known for your Torah. I'm so glad that I had the Helmand Winter and his brother for relatives. It was much more important than all the baseball <laughs> in the world. That's what saved Steve, us. Steve, what Steve, I want the message to get across. Steve, <laughs> really. Steve, it, yeah. sounds, it sounds like Dr. Rosenstein has great grandchildren to marry off. One second, one second. Dr. Rosenstein, what? Say it again. I'm a Russian Baron Sullivan Talbot. I know. You were in the Rub Shear. I was in the Rub Shear for three years. And I bet you and I bet you at some point in those three years the Rub said something about baseball. There must have been some example. There must have been nothing. nothing. Put that baseball away. He said, (laughs) put that baseball away. He was Kool-Aid Tyra, and, 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 and the Rub's greatness is not recognized by enough people. He was so much Tyra. He was a, a, philosophically a brilliant person. You just watch the vote on Vayachi. I just read this Shabbos on Vayachi, where he talks about his days in Suslovich when he was a little kid in the middle of the night. Who's, in, who's night. in the background over there? There's somebody who has to stop speaking. We can't hear Dr. Rosenstein. Go ahead, Doc. This last Vayachi, Yosher Bear, reminds about he was an eight-year-old kid in Suslovich. Right. And it was after Hanukkah. Right. And it was dark, and they went with lanterns to the Rebbe. They had a Chabad Rebbe, which is another story. And they were depressed. And then the Rebbe says, What? Depressed? We just learned about the Father Yaakov is alive. What does it mean the Father Yaakov is alive, says Rabbi Yosemar? And the Rebbe said to them, Is your father alive? Then he turns to another kid, Your father's a blacksmith. But he's your father. He has been hugging. You have to follow everything from your father and your grandfathers. And that's the verse. Wow. I was trying to bring out eight-year-old kids in the dark of the night in Suslovich. Wow. Very nice. Very, very nice. 
Uh, Dr. Rosenshine and Steve, I want to make a recommendation to you based on what Dr. Rosenshine just said. And and Dr. Rosenshine, I don't mean to, to intimate that you have a computer or a smartphone. After all, again, you have great-grandchildren to marry off. But if you have an opportunity, you must watch, you must watch the conversation that Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg had on video with Rafershal Schechter, his Rebbe. Uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't watch it, but I heard about oh, it. Oh, you have to watch it. First of all, plenty about the Rav, obviously, and many other Gedolei Torah that Rav Schechter interacted with. But the covered, the tremendous respect that you will see a Talmud give his Rebbe, the same, I'm sure, that you had uh, for the Rav of Blessed Memory, it is simply unbelievable. So you have to watch it at some point. You will be inspired. I will watch it, which Rav Helsel Sechter was my Talmud, wow. believe it or not. He was my Talmud for Chumash in Rav Tenle Shia, and I would teach Chumash every Tuesday. And Rav Herschel will uh, tell you that it's true that I did teach him Chumash, and he considered me one of his Rebbe's. So, wow. <laughs> Doctor, wow. You, does, anyone, does anyone here remember Rabbi Morris Chait? Of course. My father was Rabbi Morris. But Rabbi Morris. Right. Now, Rabbi Morris Chait was a teacher, was a Rebbe in MTA, Yeshiva University. Correct. I know. Now, okay. My father was very he was. My, my father's oh. plaque, uh, the, after he passed away, we have a plaque for my father and mother in Rabbi Chait's Yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael. Mm-hmm. Right, so so the question becomes like this. He was a teacher at MTA, and he told us, very simply, he said he has a baseball signed by Babe Ruth. Wow. So, wow. Well, and, it was, and he was, when he was lifter, I would pay the shiver call. And I had one question for the son. <laughs> Which, who's getting the Babe Ruth baseball? Oh, wow. They all perked up. They all smiled. They all laughed. <laughs> They said, they said, I have to tell you, a number of years ago, my father decided to sell it. We all thought we were going to buy a summer home somewhere. <laughs> we all thought it was going to be big, big, big. He said he could only get, at that time, $2,500 for it. Wow. That was it. So, you know. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you. I'd love to know the story about how he got that baseball signed by me. The only thing I could say when you go back, if you all remember, you all remember, in the Lower East Side was the Bianca Rebbe. Right. The Bianca and two and Zuckerman Jr. Old Neighborhood, 247 East Broadway. Right. And his daughter was, you know, the Rebbeson, our Rebbeson in Sackett Lake. Uh, Shalom. She was a beautiful lady. She was just, and she used to say that all the Rebbe's would come to her father because her father was neutral. He never had fights with anybody. So the Satmarov, Elder Novinskarov, they all came for meetings. They came to her house. And I said, that's unbelievable. And then she's telling me a story how her brothers took her to Yankee Stadium. So I said, hold it, hold it, hold it. Are you going to tell me you saw Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, and Joe DiMaggio play? I go, yeah. And you sat with the Satma Rebbe? You got to be the most unique person in the world. You sat with all the Rebbe's, your father was a Rebbe, and you got the Yankee Stadium. I said, you got to tell this to my boys. Get them some inspiration. When I, when I try to tell my boys, we love sports, but remember, we don't do this for a living. Woo! <laughs> Boy. I say, when it comes, to, and I, I appreciate you saying, Doctor, is that, you know, it's a means to an end, but it's not the end. By the way, Steve, I want to make you jealous. I am sitting, let me just figure this out for a second. I'm sitting about, about four-tenths of a mile from the Bianer Stiebel right now. 
<laughs> that's to be honest, Evil. 247 East Broadway. You yeah. got it. By the way, by the way, Dr. Rosenstein, the only neighborhood in the world where the Bianerstiebel and the Mizrahi could be next door neighbors, right, Steve? The only neighborhood in the world. Correct. Correct. This is true. There's a tremendous, there's a tremendous story about the Bianerebbe and yeah. the Satmarebbe. Yeah. It's a great, great story. In 1947, the Satmarebbe comes for a bracha because he just came from Europe. He comes for a bracha and he says to the Bianerebbe, everything's going to be like the Altaheim. I'm keeping everything the way we dress, the way we talk Yiddish the way we give our kids names, we're keeping it, it says, of course, in Yiddish, we're keeping it the same, the Altaheim. The Vianna Rebbe says, I'm sorry, it can't be done. Remember, the Vianna Rebbe has been here since 1928. Right. His daughter had, his daughter had to see Babe Ruth. Right. So, <laughs> so this, is 20, this is 20 years before, and he says it can't be done. Rebbe said, the Sam Rebbe says, okay, give me a bracha. Gives him a bracha, and he goes. The Vienna Rebbe calls his son Yisrael Friedman of Shalom, who just had his your site last week. And he says to Yisrael Friedman, he says to his son, give him an envelope, bring this to the Satmarov. His son looks at the envelope, and it's filled with $2,000 of cash in small bills. He says, he says to his father, I have two questions for you. First of all, yesterday, you were so against this idea of him, and then said today, and I got to ask you, where did you get $2,000 from? <laughs> we don't have that kind of money. And, he, and the Rebbe says like this. This is the beautiful part. He says, when I came in 1928, I also said, I want to keep everything like the Altaheim. I couldn't do it. You couldn't be done. I couldn't do it. But I knew one day I'm going to meet somebody who can do it. Yesterday, I met the man. Wow. I've been saving dollar bills every week for the last 20 years, to be ready for that man. Now I am. Bring it to the Satmar Rebbe for his yeshivas. Wow. Wow. That was, that, that's, that's, you should know that all the chasadim, RCCS, Ophacholim Cancer, the Hatzolah things, the Kacholim, all comes out of Satma. The greatest chasadim are all from Satma. We're all benefiting from the whole Satmar Backgrounds and what they do for Claudia Swift. Amen. You're right, a hundred percent. But I gotta believe. I don't think the Satmar Rebbe took went to Yankee Stadium where these kids do. You know, they didn't have that in the outside. <laughs> One of the things I remember, I literally landed back in 2008. I landed back um, in the U.S. after my father's funeral in Israel. The phone ring. We daven shachers. We we were late because you know you know what the traffic's like on the Van Wick early in the morning. Um, so we were late, but we finally made Shachris here at eight o'clock and right after Shachris, my phone rang and it was, uh, somebody who, uh, was in the room, um, years and years and years ago, obviously when my father had an encounter with the Satmarebbe and ended up being a shliach for him for something that had to be done in Israel. And I'll never forget that was the very, with all the stories I heard and boy, did I hear a lot of stories and Dr. Rosenshine was the last person. I know this is going to sound eerie. But Dr. Rosenstein was the last person to speak to my father during his lifetime. You remember that, Dr. Rosenstein, of course. Absolutely. We went downstairs after we had been on the program fundraising, and I asked him if I can give him a ride. And he said, no, no, I have my car. I'm visiting somebody in New Jersey. I said, well, have a great day. Unbelievable. And it was all over just a few minutes later. But uh, I remember that, that. That was Of all the stories I heard, the very first one, 
was uh, was about uh, my father and the Satmar Rebbe. A lot of people know about his relationship with the Lubavitcher Rebbe, but this was Satmar. Anyway, I must get this conversation back on track. Dr. Rosenshine, I know I know the whole thing about the great-grandchildren, but Steve and I have one question for you. Could you recall the first time you were ever at a Major League Baseball game? No, not really. I, I mean, I went regularly, but I don't remember. So where was it in Ebbets Field? Was it in Yankee Stadium? Where was oh, it? Oh, Yankee Stadium. I never went there. How how far how how far did you live from Yankee Stadium? Um, you could walk it on a Shabbos in about uh, forty minutes. I was on Tremont and Southern Boulevard. And the rabbi there, the rabbi on Tremont Avenue, was Rabbi Chalap and Rabbi Peretsky. Aleihem Shalom, Rabbi Chalap. Wow. Rabbi Peretsky, Young Israel. My father was the treasurer of the Young Israel. Wow. And um, if you walk to the Grand Concourse from my house, was uh, say fifteen twenty minutes. To get down to 163rd Street, probably another 20, 20, 30 minutes. Steve, you. Steve, you remember Ari Peretsky? Yeah, I remember Peretsky. Remember Ravi Chalaf? Yeah, that's the same one. You great rabbanim, great rabbanim. Those were those were our rabbanim in the uh, east side. Ravi Chalaf actually married my parents. It was the Masada Kedusha. My parents, both my sisters, and uh, Peretsky was at my. Uh, that was uh, part of my Masonic Kedushin together with Rabbi Wilhelm Gorelick, my Rabbi Muvuk, and uh, some other. Abe Averick. You all know the name Abe Averick. He was on the Microphone, too. Yeah, that wasn't he YU basketball? <laughs> he, uh, yeah, well, but he was also a. I was involved with uh, a community. Community. I did Chazanim uh, placement for YU for a couple of years, so Abe Averick knew me very well. Um, you know the story with Rabbi Gorelick and the Aguda Convention, right? I'm not sure which one you're talking about. Okay, so about. I will I will discuss that one with you off off the air. Uh, <laughs> and and when you say and just to clarify, because there are a lot of people from different generations listening, when you mean Rabbi Harlap, I assume you mean the Rabbi Harlap of our generation's father. Oh no no, Zulin's father. Right, Zulin's father. Right, yes, right, right, right. right, right. right. <laughs> so I may, I want to clarify because people are listening, and I want to make sure yeah, they, yeah. they the know. Zulin and I once came from a YU alumni uh, something weekend up in uh, maybe just the day I don't remember. We came. It was twelve midnight. Uh, we were driving home, and he says, "Let's stop in the yeshiva." I said, "Zulin, it's twelve midnight." No, I want to show you the twenty-one spar my father has ready to go to print. <gasps> wow. wow! And we came into the base medrash twelve midnight. To a plenty of Bachrim learning wow. in the base matters at Hitzvah Kolchana, and people don't realize that Hitzvah Kolchana, till today, as a full base medrash, has boys learning all the time. Maybe a little different than the yeshivish of uh, Borough Park and Flatbush and Lakewood. But the Torah is there, and the Torah is before everything else. Yeah, I, 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 I can tell you because I'm very familiar with the next generation because I have a lot of nephews in the Torah world, I could tell you how many of them are, are traveling up to Washington Heights from Lakewood and Borough Park occasionally to take oh, yeah. to take in the experience that you're talking about. Oh, yes, absolutely. There are a bunch you, of you, you brought back a memory, Dr. Rogers, because my Zeta used to always say, I didn't go to YU, I went to Rav Yusuf Kachon. Right. I never talk about YU. I talk about Rav Kachon, and my donations go to Rav Kachon, because that's the center of all that's good at Yeshiva University. It's Rabbi Yitzhak was the center, and it still is the center. And Rabbi Herschel Shechter's Olgesundzein, everybody's eating OU, whether they eat Satma, whether they eat OK, the chemicals are all OU. OU is the kashrus place for everything. And people have to recognize it. Rabbi Belsky, Olav together with Rabbi Shechter's Olgesundzein, are keeping all of 
I don't know how this conversation keeps going off track, but I have one, I have one last question. Uh, Dr. Rosenstein, when's the most recent time you were at a Major League Baseball game? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm, not, I'm only 21 years old. You think I stopped going? What are you talking about? <laughs> have you been to a game in the last 10 years? I need to know. No, no. 20? 20? 30? I'm too busy going to see him Hashasin. I can't be busy with baseball. You're too busy listening to Jam and the AM on the NSN app. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can't thank now, you. Malcolm, anytime you have box seats for us to go together, I'll go with you, but you got to help me. You know, my walking is not as great as it used to be. By the way, by the way, we're on the call with the right person because if we go with, yes, if, we, if we go with Steve Adelsberg, not only can we get a baseball game, we'll have a delicious dinner as well. <laughs> Okay, ready to go whenever you guys call me. I'm one second, to- one second. What was the kosher stand like in the 1940s in Yankee Stadium, Dr. Rosenstein? What was <laughs> it? Co- it wasn't kosher. Maybe there was some ice cream you can get, certainly some sodas. That's about Did it. Did your parents let you buy the Cracker Jack or not? <laughs> my parents didn't come with me. My parents were not in the stadium. I went with other people. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Rosenstein, thank you so much for joining us. Be well. Nice to meet you. Wow. Oh, yeah, so, thank you, Doctor. So, thank you so, so much. So Steve Adelsberg and Dr. Rosenshine, both of whom are drowning in work in Jewish organizations and the Jewish community, have never met before. You've never met Dr. Rosenshine. I never have. Interesting. I never have. I am glad. I am looking very much forward. Yeah. To when I'm going to see him, I'm going to go right over to him. Yeah, are you kidding <laughs> me? He'll love the stories that you have. I'll tell you that much. Um, I have to tell well, you, it's great. These are, these are great stories. I mean, but I, today I will call my friend Sully Beamer. I mean, I'm going to show you enough of this album that he has of postcards. Yeah, I must, I must actually, see that. The, the, the players actually took the time. They left their cards opened that they could put a, 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 a postcard in them, and they mailed it back to him. I love it. it I love that it. Was like, you know, that was like, that was I always was always fascinated by the whole logistics of the event. It was just great. You know what's amazing? uh, The autograph stories that end well, like the Bob Feller one, and the the autograph stories that end poorly, both of them get so much attention. It's unbelievable. (laughs) I mean, my my late brother never got over Andy Bathgate not signing his autograph book on a Sunday night outside of Madison Square Garden. He never got over it. To the point. Number nine. Number nine, Andy Baskin. To the point that when my brother was dying, this is 100% true, when my brother was dying, I tried to contact Andy Bathgate just to see if I could have him speak to him because I, I, I can you imagine that? That's what kind of obsession he had that Andy Bathgate never signed that autograph book. I, rem- I remember Norm Sherry moving, renting a house in East Meadow as a kid, and he was playing for the Mets then. He, of course, was the old Dodger, and Norm Sherry was the one who gave Sandy Koufax the great advice of, hey, just, just slow down the fastball a little bit, get it over the plate. And this was 1959, and his brother, of course, was Larry Sherry. Both of them were Jewish. And Larry Sherry was the was the hero of the 1959 Los Angeles Dodger World Series, which they won the championship against the Chicago White Sox. That was only one, the only year between wow. 50, between 47 and 64, the Yankees didn't win the pennant. They didn't win it that year, and then 59, and they didn't win it, of course, in 54. Right. But that was like you know. But hey, you know, wow. uh, you know. So I remember knocking on Norm Sherry's door. And asking him for an autograph, I remember you talk about autographs. That's, I remember going to the '64 World Series. That's unbelievable. 64, sorry, 
the 64 World's Fair. We went to the World's right. Fair, remember? Yeah. And we had, and the every day when the when the visiting team would come to Shea Stadium at the time, they would go, they would go and visit the World's Fair. <laughs> and we were in we were in school the same day the Chicago Cubs, and my friend still has Ernie Banks's autograph. Oh my gosh. Ernie, and the funny thing, and Ernie Banks, he first gave him a pen, and what you call it, and the pen didn't write, he just scribbled. So he gave me Ernie Banks's scribble. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> you got the scribble, and he got the real autograph. You got to believe it. You got it. You know, my life. <laughs> my, my, uh, my brother, who I just mentioned, was at Bunnings Perfect Game, Shea Stadium, 1964. I think it was Father's Day, 1964. Father's Day, Father's Day June 19th. I was in my backyard listening to it. In never, fact, no, it, have you ever been to a perfect game? I was just, no just going to ask. I was never to a perfect game or no hitter. Were you? No, never was. That's unbelievable never all was. the games you've been to. Uh, and right. I, I remember he actually sold. He actually sold. Uh, this was before he got sick. I mean, he didn't, he didn't do it, you know. He just felt he didn't need it anymore. He sold the program that he kept, the scorecard that he kept Whoa. from that game. And, yeah, Bunning's perfect game. I'll, t- I mean, I- I'll tell you, that, that, that to be at a no-hitter or perfect game, it, people don't realize how rare it is. I know it happens a lot during the season, you know, whatever it is, five, nah, ten times. It, it, it happens more now, but right. you know, growing it's, up, was far oh. and few between. And there were, some, the gr- there were some years, there were some streaks of years where it just never happened. Now well, you remember, game. I think it was sure we're talking about Babe Ruth today. I remember those story. Babe Ruth in 1918 is pitching for the Boston Red Sox. He, he, the first batter, he, he walks and he right. argues with the umpire. Right. And right. he gets thrown out of the game. Right. The relief pitcher comes in right. and he pitches a perfect game. And right. they throw out, the runner gets caught stealing. And the question always was, is that considered a perfect game? And, of course, it wasn't. Now, one second. That was caught stealing or a double play? You sure it was caught stealing? I, I would go with court stealing, but I wouldn't. Be, I can't. I know that I. I'm gonna, I can't. I'm gonna have to get my staff on this, Steve. I'm gonna have to get them. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm gonna have to get them researching. Yeah. I remember. I, 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 I mean, I don't remember. Course, I, I remember I the whole. Thought it was court stealing. Yeah. I thought it was. Because well, like, either way, either way, yeah. they would have faced the minimum number of batters. Either way, right. it was a double right. play or right. court stealing. So, right. That was the that was the big Shyla. You know, they right. needed to consider that. And uh, that was like the history there. I mean, like, uh, you know, he, yeah. but, but wow, we've gone from we've gone from <laughs> Babe Ruth to the that was B- a great interview. Yeah, that was a great interview. We've gone from Babe Ruth, you know, we've gone from Babe Ruth to the Beyond Rib. Only, only on J. By the way, everybody. By the way, everybody. On the topic of only on JM and the AM, that's right. Babe Ruth to the Beyond the Reb. It's the only place you're going to hear conversations like this. Keep us in mind. Tomorrow's the last day of the year. If you've waited till now to give a, a, a final end-of-year donation, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. And for those of you who can't stand when I do sports conversations on the air, I hope you weren't listening for the last half hour. <laughs> so, <laughs> sim- simple as that. Simple as that. Uh, anyway, Steve, uh, I thank you. Thank, uh, we'll have to plan the next one. The next one that I have, there's yeah. there's somebody who is very involved in telling baseball stories, who wrote an incredible story that I about about Jews and baseball that I was shocked I didn't know about, and I'm gonna bring you on when I get this guy on to see if you've heard of this one. So prepare yourself, okay. prepare yourself, my friend. Well, as I say right now, I'm gonna I can't get my hat on. 
and my head is swelled because <laughs> I'm now the sports consultant of JM and the AM. I got to tell you, no, let, I can't, you can't get better. Let me I'm just... going to work today. I'm, I'm resigning as my partner in my firm. I'm not doing anything. I'm a sports consultant. That's, when we, that's my top of my resume. Let me just check with my control room. Uh, is it sports consultant in there? Uh, it seems, yeah, it seems sports consultant is the right title. Yes, okay, sports consultant. For JMDM, I was thinking actually of bumping you up to an even more prestigious title, but we'll we'll keep you at this level for a while. <laughs> Very good. And by the way, I'm four tenths of a mile away for the Beyond Schneebel, Just letting you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh God! Next time I pass by. I'll... Yeah, right. Do you even know if they've been able to maintain a minion during COVID? You have any idea? Uh, for, uh, let's put it this way. I usually have the visitor. They usually come down to me, and we talk about ways of getting a minion, as you can imagine. So they, so there so, hasn't been? Probably not. Wow. When uh, Motion's wow. Dead Firestein was Lifter, that was one of the um, – he was one of the stores of that minion. Wow. It's the same. Right. Unbelievable. Thank you, Steve Adelsberg. All the best. Only good things to you and your listening audience. You just be safe. We should just feel good. And remember, people, in this COVID right now, we're on third base, rounding, coming home. I hope. You never want to get thrown out of home plate. I hope. I hope. That's been, that's been my policy. I don't want to mess this up now because we're, right, so, we're right. so close to the end. But I hope we don't, get, we don't get thrown out of home plate. <laughs> I hope you're right, right about that. Let's hope it's over very soon. A uh, big thank you to Steve Adelsberg. Um, if you love – free-flowing, free-form conversations about sports and Judaism, and you came in in the middle of this, make sure to go later today to the archives at NahumSiegel.com or the NSN app. If you can't stand these conversations, make believe it never happened.